This is my part of the story And I'm sticking to this tune It may not seem to you like fact But for me it is the truth Hello and welcome to Ex-Mormon Book Club. I'm your host, Sabrina Smith. Podcast theme music is by Ben Grace. The song, A Thousand Times. You can hear more of his music at bengracemusic.com. Hello and welcome to Ex-Mormon Book Club. I'm your host, Sabrina Smith. Today we're putting on fake accents. So we'll see how long that lasts. We've started with... Irish and we're going to slide into something else before long here I'm sure anyway it's a lovely morning it's raining the birds are chirping I'm about to do a speed and agility lesson and I woke up this morning after the strangest of dreams I was at an amusement park sort of a cross between Universal Studios SeaWorld and Knott's Berry Farm And I dreamed I had to go to the toilet. And I went and it was a normal one staller black floor. And then all of a sudden I'm in a glass bowl under the water. And there's a Jaws-like shark pounding at the glass. And there's a whole crowd of people up above watching me pee. (laughs) And there goes the accent. It's completely gone. Now we give it up. Um, it was terrifying. So I was peeing just fine, and then all of a sudden there's a shark attacking me, and there's a crowd of people in a spotlight, and I can't pee, but I want to finish. Oh, but that was done. So it was an intense dream, and I have yet to grasp its meaning, but I just wanted to hop on as a Monday mindfulness today. So... We'll be on with it in a minute. So I had that crazy dream, and then I woke up, and you would think after a dream like that, right, I'd be in a bad mood, I'd be freaked out. No, I wake up, and my first thought was, Sabrina, you're my real name, means fit to be loved or beloved gift from God and I think I've been feeling incredibly isolated lately um honestly I rarely see anyone other than my roommate so all the online stuff is fine but you just I don't I don't feel like I'm connecting and I feel like my energy comes from connecting to other people And I can sometimes get a little bit of that. Like, I'll get a little energy buzz after I've done a training session. Or um, if I talk to a friend. But lately I've just been so exhausted that I'm I'm not even fully connecting. So I'll get an adrenaline rush from the workout. But I'm not feeling that deep connection even when I talk to my friends it just sort of hits the wall um so I've been thinking a lot about that and eh, about confidence and self-worth and fun and what is the meaning of fun and can I have fun and I think I discussed that aspect last time but I woke up this morning and I just thought your name means 
fit to be loved gift from God. And there's power in that. Because one of my friends, one of my dear, dear friends, has just reminded me frequently, you have worth in just existing. And this morning, after that crazy dream, that was my first thought, was even my name says that my worth is just in existing. I don't necessarily believe in God, and I certainly don't have the ego to present myself to the world as if I were considering myself a gift from God to the world. However, I am fit to be loved or worthy of love, and we all are worthy of love. And we are worthy of love just for our existence. We don't have to do anything special to be deserving of that. We don't have to win World Cups. We don't have to have the most successful business. We don't have to even get up and make our bed. Some days that's going to be like the greatest accomplishment in the world, even getting up and making your bed. But we don't have to do that to have value. And I think maybe that's where my, our last guest talked about his, not just religious transformation, but a political switch. And I think that's where my political switch also came in. Growing up in Utah, I was always a moderate, if not ultra-conservative Republican at various times in my life. I think when I was younger, it was reflective of my parents' values, who were very, very much hardcore conservative Republicans. And then when I got to college, I started to have my own opinions, and I considered myself a moderate Republican. And it wasn't even until, I think, the last election that I voted for my first Democratic president. Um, I think even Barack Obama's second term, I had voted for Mitt Romney. Uh, so it, even though I liked uh, Barack Obama, um, I just felt like growing up my entire life, that was the thing. Like my grandpa voted a straight Republican ticket his whole life. My mom and dad either voted for Republicans or very even more conservative <laughs> independents. Um, they got swept up in the in the 90s in the whole Bogue Rights campaign. I will never forget that. The conversations that we had, um, they went full on proper uh, and still are to this day. And... It was so easy with that election to buy into the whole, the world is ending, this is Armageddon, we're getting ready, let's go to Jackson, Miss, uh, Missouri, Mrs. Missouri is correct, yes. <laughs> um, and I was in fifth grade, I remember, because it was our U.S. politics year, and we did some sort of mock debates or something and some mock voting uh, just to get a sense as fifth graders of democracy and what it meant to be an American and to have the right to vote and to have this choice and how important it was and we had these huge family discussions and uh, it was all this rallying and 
going around my parents' beliefs and ideas. And when I hit college, I was absolutely fascinated with politics. Not American politics, though. So I minored in political science, but I will be honest when I say that I think I had a total of three that were required classes about U.S. politics. And that was always the thing for me. I loved history in junior high and high school. I was in AP history classes. Those were my AP branch. I did both AP U.S. and AP uh, European history. And I loved European history. And I loved European politics. In college, I studied mostly... European politics. Every European political class that was available was what I was taking. And part of that was that I was a French major. Um, And most of my French classes were also very, I would say, politically involved in learning about the culture of France. I don't know how you can learn about a country and not study their political system. I took other classes. I took phonetics. I took some literature classes in French, and I took a business class in French. But I remember that even my France culture class and my France um, literature-based classes, we studied a lot of politics, like racism and immigration in France. And those things really started to shape my view. Having left the United States when I was 16 to go to France started to shape my view. And then the more I lived outside of the United States as a missionary, it changed my view. And getting back to my point that started all of this, my politics began to change when I began to see that humans intrinsically had worth just for existing. And I think most people, if not all, when given the right tools, will do something creative and amazing with what they're given. But I think in order to achieve that creativity, that amazingness that we can bring to the world, people need to have at least their basic comforts taken care of. We need health care. We need a place to live. We need to know we have food. We need to know we're going to be able to survive. And when you give someone that tool and then you add to it the power to love and have love in your life for whomever it is that you love, to be accepted for who you are, then we can really start to see some innovations come about. And that that's really what I believe is the foundation of humanity thriving. And so I guess that's how I switched from being a big fan of Anne Rand. Um, I can't say your name. I know I'm saying that wrong. Anyway, uh and that whole philosophy and listening to Rush Limbaugh on the reggae to being pretty liberal and probably what most people would consider socialistic 
which is fine. Whatever label you want to put on it, I believe that humans have worth and I think that we will thrive if given um, the tools to meet those base levels at least of Maslow's self-actualization chart. Um, That security will help reduce violence in most cases. Um, Drug use and things like that. Not in every case, um, but I think in a lot of cases having having stability in your life can help with those things a great deal. So anyway, this wasn't meant to be a a political rant. Go vote, please. Um, I'd prefer you not vote for Donald Trump, and I will openly say that. (laughs) I think he's bad for democracy. I will also openly say that. Um, Having lived in Eastern Europe, I find him to be, and what is done with our government, to be absolutely frightening. I listened to Heather, is it Richardson or something like that? I read her posts on Facebook. She's a political historian. And in order to have a thriving democracy, we need two legitimate political parties. And that's not what's happening right now. Um, I don't think that most Republicans are behaving ethically that are in power, and I see constant attacks to try to delegitimize the opposing party. And you need both parties to keep each other in check so they don't do stupid things, because both of them will, because power corrupts most people. So I think that, that that's important, and even if you are going to vote for Donald Trump, I still will encourage you to exercise your your democratic right and go vote. But I hope that we cherish our democracy more than getting our way. And I feel like with his base, that's kind of where they're at right now. And if you were among them, then that's your right to be there. But I think you're a threat to our country. Um, so bold words for me. <laughs> but the point of this is that I woke up in a good mood today because I recognized my own worth. And one of the most amazing things that I think I've come to realize over the past few years is that when I see my worth, when I see the possibility of my hopes and dreams coming true, then I'm willing to get my ass out of bed and work incredibly hard for it. When I feel like no matter what I do, I'm going to fail, then I have a a really hard time even bothering to get out of bed. And I've had some days like that lately. And part of it is I want to see my friends. I want to go get hugs, and I can't right now, and that's hard. There were a lot of things I had going that this has shut down, and I've had to adapt, and we've adapted okay. But there's some major holes and there's some major trauma that this year has brought. And I don't know if we will ever be the same after this. I don't think we will. But there is still hope because we intrinsically have worth and value as human beings. And there is so much we can bring for good to the world, no matter what your your beliefs are, no matter what your political ideologies are. Everyone has value and... 
although all ideas are not of equal value, um, even just having, I think, the competition of ideas and processes can create some good good in the world and maybe even some new ideas. I think um, where that line ends is when your beliefs and your political systems dehumanize and degrade other humans um, and try to take away the value and the worth that they were just born with and get to have just for breathing. And that goes both ways. Um, I don't like Donald Trump. I'm not a fan. I think he's destroying democracy. However, I think the attacks on him have been... (sighs) People like to go after his looks or his weight or things like that. And in attacking him in that way, we attack other humans. And so that's not necessarily good. He is full of corruption. Let's just focus on attacking that. And difficult question, philosophical, does Donald Trump have intrinsic worth just for being a human and existing, in my opinion? Yes, he does. I don't want him in a position of power, but as a human, he can bring something to the world. It might not be something I like. I'm sure that there are positives that his life can bring, and I think one of the reasons he is so difficult is um, a lot of people believe he is a malignant um, narcissist. And I think we have those in our lives. I have one of those in my life. And I think for the most part, we'd be better off without that person in our lives. But has that person brought value to my life? Has that person taught me things? Has his existence benefited me? And yes, it has. So every person has worth. Sometimes things are complicated and complex. And people can do a lot of damage. And I think the proper thing for those kinds of people is to set the proper boundaries and don't put them in inappropriate places like the presidency. And... Yes, they can bring a little something. Um, However, boundaries, I think, are the key to safety in those situations. And not letting that person in a position where they can continually hurt and do harm is very vital. So that is my mindfulness and meditation thought for today. Very relaxing I know. I'm sorry. It's this the year we're in, the times we're in. It's just how it is. I'm sorry to be bleak. But um, that was my thought. And that is what I wanted to put to you. Is that no matter how things are going in this tr- country, do not dehumanize people. Because I think that is a tool that is always used to create violence and chaos and harm. And we can always find a way to love people in a healthy way and create boundaries and um i think that is also important loving someone and and allowing them to have humanity while recognizing that they might espouse some dangerous 
and harmful um, practices, policies, and beliefs is, I think, especially vital for those of us in the ex-Mormon community because I would say the church is very much like an abusive spouse oftentimes. And the church has brought some positive things to all of our lives as well. But keeping that healthy boundary, especially uh, last weekend or the weekend before, I guess, when it was a general conference, uh, makes a big difference for many people and even just their ability to survive. So that's my thoughts for today. My name might mean fit to be loved, but we are all fit to be loved. Did they ever really give a damn? Did they even care? Too busy trying to save my soul with all their thoughts and prayers. Thank you for listening to Ex-Mormon Book Club Podcast. Our theme music was by Ben Grace. You can hear more of his music at bengracemusic.com.